Matt, I remember last year um, we had an episode on the RSP cast where you kind of walked me through scouting wide receivers because, you know, this is a position where several different profiles can be successful. And I think I find that the quick twitch guys, I can, they who beat man coverage, I can see that really easily. You know, off the top of my head, I can remember, um, like Andrew Hawkins, Ryan Switzer coming out of North Carolina, Deontay Johnson coming out of Toledo. I'm like, well, that dude, he would be a good soccer player or second baseman or something like that. He's just hard to keep track of. I have a problem with the guys who win in other ways. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a good example for me last year. Um, I'm like, well, this guy, he doesn't have necessarily that skill, but he knows how to like find a hole in zone and that sort of thing. Is that something that's translatable to the NFL? We're going to talk about Emeka Ibuka today, and he's a player that I have a problem like noticing what the strengths are of his game uh, outside of the scheme. So I'm really interested in like this is educational for me. So when you watch Emeka Ibuka, what is it that you see? The the quickest answer is Jermaine Curse, the former. Um, Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks, New York yeah. Jet, who had some nice seasons as a contributor, but wasn't necessarily a great fantasy play. Um, a speedster. I see. I see someone who can get vertical, who can probably win um, vertical routes. I I see him in the way that the Rams wish Van Jefferson would be. Um, a guy who play action, you could get, you can get him vertical, and he'd be tough to beat on those deep over routes. Um, who can, um, you know, one on one stack a defender, but also show some promise with some short routes. Um, you know, you see some things like there are certain types of breaks that you're looking for out of route runners with timing routes, like a pop and drop break for short routes where you kind of um, it's a, it's an efficient break where you get to a quick stop um, in a couple of steps, but then he also has that classic one long break step with the three quick and can wait and drop the weight into that break step. So routes that kind of break back to the quarterback. And then at the same time routes that you can build off of that to get deep and stack a defender. So he's that classic guy who can probably run hooks and curls and stop routes and then use the double move off of that to get deep. He's not a primary receiver who at this stage of his career. Um, So I see him as a contributor in a lineup who can give you production, but he has a good bit of work to do before you could put him in the tier with guys that many people I think are putting him in that tier with. Um, you know, he's, I, I, when I hear people say Marvin Harrison, it doesn't take long after that for hear hear people say Ibuka. And I think that that's kind of a mistake. I, I think it's kind of like saying, um, Puka Nakua, um, Mike Williams, and then you say Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson. 
and as if they're in the same conversation. I think everybody knows now they're not. And I think that Egbuka is more of a two, maybe even Tutu Atwell's a good comparison, just not as fast. A guy that can be, he has value. He's going to clear out. He's going to help clear out the underneath areas. He's going to occasionally get open on play action. You can use him after the catch on, on short routes, but he's not the guy you want on the outbreaking timing routes. He's not the guy I'm not sure I want with um, trying to win the contested one-on-one balls. Um, so, yeah, he's... The, the outbreaking timing routes being like a, 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 an out route on uh, an, a five-yard out route on third and three? Um, that could be okay, but like a 15 yard out, a 10 yard out, um, a a comeback towards the boundary. I I don't see that speed breaks. Um, you know, I'm not sure his zone route running is that sophisticated at this stage yet. Um, that's something that I still need to see a little bit more, but his breaks, he's got some sharpness in certain parts of it, but he can be a lot flatter. He tends to round off a lot of speed breaks. Um, and I think that th- those are those short breaking out routes too, that, that, you know, if he's playing against tight coverage or someone who's playing over the top off man, they're going to be able to jump some of those. So he's got to get a little bit better at that. I don't think that's a hard thing for a player to get better at, but he's one of those players that you could see where it gets, you know, he gets better in a year or two and he's a, and he's a reliable contributor, but I see him as that in that 500 to 700 yard range of type of contributor who occasionally has an 800 to a thousand yard season as he grows into the, his career. But I don't and then see everybody thinks that the, that the next season will be followed by, you know, a 12 or 1500 yard season and, and it never comes. And it never comes because this is what he is. You know, I mean, if, if he had, if he had even much more um, toughness in the middle of the field, much more zone route sophistication, better skill after the catch maybe, then maybe you'd have a Heinz Ward like a player. But how many Heinz Wards have there been? You know, And he's obviously faster than Heinz Ward, but he's not that kind of physical player, I don't think. He's... You know, he's certainly not that kind of blocker. He's he's okay at moments, but there's nothing about his game that I look at other than speed and being associated with a logo that says to me he should be in the same conversation with the people that that he's being put in. And there's one thing that you left out. He was the number one wide receiver in his class in 2021. 21. I mean, he, you know, Julian Fleming and he back to back were the number one wide receivers uh, in, in their class. You know, at six, what, let's see, six one, let's see, six one, two oh six. He, he kind of took Jackson Smith and Jigba's place uh, there at Ohio State. Do you see him as being bigger slot wide receiver? Or is he a flanker? He's not, I don't think he's an X guy. What, like, what, what where, would think, you, where would you put him? I'd put him in. <laughs> I'd put him as the third or fourth receiver in four wide receiver sets who's going to run clear outs and, and who's going to run, um, you, you know, deep overs and, and go routes in four verticals or three verticals. Um, I, 
I I think he's got the speed to beat cornerbacks on that. But, you know, I know this is a long time ago for people, but I remember when Greg Lumpkin was the number one running back coming into a class, you know. So I, I this is it's great for the game for C to C. I get it, like the rankings for players with that. But but when it comes to my job, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what ranking they were because I've seen lots of high-ranked Georgia players come through who who really didn't do anything in the NFL. You know, so they maybe they got in, but they weren't they weren't top starters. So I think he's a right now. I have him at a score that puts him at a contributor, an instant contributor. But that's a to me that means. You know, anywhere from what you'd, you know, a 2-2 Atwell to if he if he improves a few things based on what I've seen last year of him and early this year, maybe that will grow to the point that maybe he has a chance to be more than that. But from what I've seen with his usage, it didn't strike me as future primary receiver. It struck me as, at best, maybe we get a Christian, a guy who's, used in a role that Christian Kirk gets used in, but not as, but not a player as sophisticated as Christian Kirk. Uh, I put his name into the campus to Ken athletic comp tool. And, uh, you know, as you said, he has a very high speed score at uh, 0.92 high. And so listen to some of the comps here. There's one of your favorites uh, that's here, at least athletically. Um, Leonard Hankerson, Michael Gallup are, are on this list. Des Fitzpatrick from uh, L is on this list. But also your boy, Byron Pringle, is on this list as far as an athletic comp. Uh, any, yeah, all those guys fit if you think about what their roles have been. Um, I like the uh, what was the what was the earlier one? Not this Fitzpatrick, the one before that. that you Michael had. Gallup, Leonard yeah. Hankerson, yeah, G- Michael Gallup, yeah, Gallup, and Hankerson had that kind of role too. He was the the play action deep threat. Um, you know, guy who can run a post route, a go route, deep over route, um, all that kind of stuff, but nothing that was unbelievably sophisticated against man-to-man coverage. I mean, he certainly shows some ability to set up defenders. He's got some. He's got some skills with that. He just didn't strike me as someone who the 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 releases were good. The route breaks need work. If he can vastly improve his route breaks, which is usually the hardest thing to do, and do a better job of maybe telling a story in more sophisticated ways, he I didn't see much in terms of storytelling yet. Like he can stair step stems, he can peek at the top of stems to influence coverage, but everyone kind of peeks and does the little head fake. Um, he can do a little bit with pacing. Um He's just, to me, he's like, he's just a step below a player that, you know, the players for me who I go in two, three years are going to be the primary or they're going to be a really strong number two on a team who can give you 1,000 yards, you know, 800 to 1,100 yards of production on a semi-regular basis in the pros. Those guys tend to score maybe about three to five points higher on my grading evaluation his score is his score is at a point where it's like yeah i could see him getting onto a field but i don't see him being in those top two tiers he's a you know he's a guy who's you know 
for the next two, three years, I see him as a fantasy wide receiver four, maybe peeking into the fantasy wide receiver three range with a good year if he's on a strong team. But that's going to depend on that's going to depend on what his growth is from what I see in 2023. And based on what we've seen with Ohio State and how they play offense, I mean, we could see I, maybe that changes. Maybe that'll he'll be the exception. But how he's used is how he's used. And it's fairly limited. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't look at Ohio State and go, they're the, um, they've got great athletes. They often have great football players. Um, but, you know, it's not the most technically intense system or demanding system in terms of looking at what they do in the NFL. Like Georgia, uh, as a good example, Georgia may not have always recruit the top skill players um, at like wide receiver or tight end in the past, even though we've seen that some more of them recently who have been pretty good. But the type of offenses that they used to run for years were pro style offenses where you kind of had to see some of the some of the routes on display that you would see from a primary NFL route runner. Um so there's some teams that do that better than others. In Ohio State, I just kind of look at and go, you're going to see the athletic ability, but you're not always going to see the extreme technical skill um, across the board. And I'd say Egbuka is a an NFL is a bona fide NFL prospect. Should make a team. Should contribute. But I'm interested to see where people are ranking him. Yeah, I mean, he was as high as the wide receiver number two coming into the season. But again, I think that – no, I don't think. I know that that is largely based on the logo and he's, his re- recruiting pedigree. Like if we – that's why I need to get you into a C2C league because I think that we can uncover some of these guys like Michael Penix Jr. who don't have the recruiting pedigree, who don't have the logo on the side of the helmet, but you turn on the tape you're like, he just did what? You know, yeah. like that sort of thing. Um, um as far as route breaking goes, in the last twenty years, has there been anyone better than Antonio Brown? Oh, with breaking with br- breaks, whew, that's a good question. I mean, I could probably think of several that I just I'd have to go look that would come to mind. The answer would be um, there are several who are um, far more skilled than Egbuka at this point. Um, I'll put it that way. And especially with outbreaking routes, usually outbreaking routes are the, the ones that most college players have down. It's the hard breaks. Egbuka has, has got a good start with hard breaks. It's the, what are you, what are you defining as hard breaks? Like I'm thinking like, yeah. so com- like come back, like comebacks where you have to t- take all of your speed and slow it down. Yeah. The, the heart. Yeah. Yeah, heartbreaking routes for me are where you have to have you have to drop your weight into the break and then come back to the ball where your your break begins with you facing the end zone that you're heading towards and it ends with you the break ends with you working back to the quarterback maybe not directly back to him but at at least a 45 degree angle back towards him. So um, comebacks curls comes back curls stop routes um certain outs sometimes you see that with but most of the time yeah it's those types of routes comebacks and curls um 
and you see and stop routes where you see that and i think that those are the routes that um those are the routes that quarterbacks on third and you know mm-hmm. third and 12 say we're running this and Tredavious white is going to be on you mm-hmm. and he knows it's coming but you need to get it you know yeah. or Tredavious white is going to be on you and we're going to and and he's going to have underneath on the 17 yard you know comeback and there's going to be a safety over the top of you anyway and i'm still throwing it to you so get open you know and part of it is that refined and sharp because the ball is going to be exactly where it needs to be in the timing of things it's about the precision of it and so to me it's those types of routes that are the difference between a a contributor and a and a primary starter julio jones was great at those routes he was great at mm-hmm. a lot of route breaks um you know and a lot of setups so i mean right now egbuka i i mean i haven't watched a ton of receivers yet for you know for for the rsp but the ones that i have watched there's at least five players that i can think of right off the bat that i have ranked higher than him right now and i don't see how they're gonna how he's gonna overtake them um and we've talked about at least three of them already um but just I want to make sure that I understand this because I I remember watching Antonio Brown work on this and what he was doing was he would with bull pads um, basically sprint as hard as he could for 10 yards and like try to stop within a half yard. Yeah. And that is what you're saying that Emeka Ibuka does not do particularly well. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. His hard breaks are actually good. Okay. It's the it's the speed breaks. Speed breaks oh. are the are the ones where you are sprinting as you know, you're sprinting downhill as hard as you can in your stem, and then you have the out route or the in break. Um the you know, and whether you're breaking in or out. And what happens there is you usually have a three step process, which is Usually a drive step, a line step, and a um a break, excuse me, a break step, a drive step, and a line step. Your break step is that either that one long step that sets up your turn. And then your drive step is where you take, if you're breaking outside, your inside foot and you're pointing the toe 90 degrees, or even like even honestly, 105 to 110 degrees back towards like not directly towards the boundary but you're bending it so it's kind of almost bending down like that when you're coming out of your break so like your foot if this is 90 degrees you can't do it with your hand because you're you know because i'd have to turn it a different way but say this is the the inside foot it would actually turn instead of Mm -hmm. flat it would turn a little bit that way the best route runners already do that and you've got to be doing that at a high speed as you're turning and flipping your hips so he has the sharp drive step, but the next step is the inside leg and then on an outbreaking route. And that needs to be just as flat so that you're, and that's where your hips are coming around. It's that next step is your hips come around. And right now it's not flat. So he ends up drifting. And then that allows a defender who's playing either behind him or, you know, in man coverage, if he's trailing him at that point, 
or if he's playing off coverage and playing over the top, that gives them both a, a chance to either undercut or cut off the route, depending on his his position. Um, because instead of the route breaking and being tight, it drifts out like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the ball arrives, Expect you know, the ball's placed for expecting a flat break. So now the ball's either low or, you know, as a result of that, in terms of when he's trying to catch it, now he's got to adjust to the ball more than what he should. So break steps, are, the drive steps are good. The line step needs to be flat. Um, and he also doesn't snap his turns on his breaks. So it's not as sudden. He's not sharp with what's going on. That also means as the ball, the ball's arriving fast and hot and he doesn't have the head snapped around. He's late to identify the ball, which is going to be a narrow margin for error in the NFL. So these are things that I want to see. And then on top of that, catching the ball, he high points fine. He can extend, but he has lapses with attack. And, you know, anything that arrives at chest and shoulder height, he's not prepared for that 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 attack. He's doing the the Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands thing that I make fun of Quentin Johnston about, you know. What Michael Irvin said, what did Michael Irvin said recently that did like don't catch the ball with your hands or whatever. Yeah, like trap it to your chest. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. everybody had a heart attack about that. And I'm I'm sure there's some things that he's talking about where it makes sense to do that, but he didn't have a time to that was not the format to have that conversation. And I think that it turned into a circus sideshow, um, you know, for him, but he's, he's dropped balls because he's not prepared for the correct attack. And you see that with a lot of young receivers um, in today's game. Um, It doesn't keep them off the field, but it's also, you know, hand position is a big reason too, why the Baltimore Ravens dropped eight balls and, you know, and then they're asking about the, the college or excuse me, the, the, the wide receiver coach who's throwing, you know, back in March is throwing them rugby balls. And I, I think somebody was retweeting a tweet of mine on Twitter from last night, Nick Martin, who's a Steelers writer, who where I was saying that puzzles me that we have a wide receiver coach using a rugby ball. Wouldn't you expect them to use it at the same size ball or smaller, not a bigger ball where it encourages their hands to be further apart? And that was exactly what ESPN was um, criticizing about the Ravens and their eight drops this weekend because their hands were too far apart. So, you know, Agbuka, he's got that problem where he's got to figure out that when the ball's arriving chest level and above, you can't do this. You know, you've just, you've lost your power. It's like someone who sings who doesn't take a deep breath and they they don't have the power of their instrument at maximum capability. Well, when you're a wide receiver and you're doing this, you're you've diminished your power. Not using uh, good hand placement, the yeah. the, the trap yeah. method is is what yeah. Matt is showing here. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, league of record, a lot of sharp people in this league. This is the league that I've kind of been using for value to ask this question, and I think I already know the answer. But Emeka Abuka went at the 109 between Raheem Sanders and Travion Henderson. Um, and before, you know, Braylon Allen, Brock, Brock Bowers, Malachi Corley, Jace McClellan, Arch Manning. I think that, you, well, uh, buy or sell Emeka Ibuka at that value. Sell. 
I'm I haven't even seen I haven't even studied Brock Bowers, and I would take Brock Bowers over him. I, I mean, I I know that sounds reckless, but from what I I've just casually seen, I I just think that um, at this stage, Egbuka may get better and maybe better in 2023 than what I've seen in three games in 2022 from how I study, but you know it's unlikely it's it's unlikely that he's correct all three of these things that are going to be the difference between him being a reserve for year one who sometimes gets on the field who eventually turns into a wide receiver three for a team um or maybe a wide receiver two and being picked at 109 i mean raheem you, you said raheem sanders right rocket sanders yeah i'll take a chance on the rocket before i would do that before Egbuka. As definitely would take Bowers too. Sorry, Colin, you were the one who uh, took <laughs> took Mecca Abuka there. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.